Hey everybody, this is Dave Lane. Happy to join you today with the Toast to Growth podcast, a podcast dedicated towards helping you achieve growth, have fun, and win along the way. We're going to be talking to different partners of ours from all across the beverage space, different people that we're going to engage with and ask them how they achieve growth, how they help their team grow, how they help their customers grow, and how they've had a good time doing it all the way. Hey everybody, I'm really excited to be here today with Brett Barish, CEO and President of Sovereign Brands. I've known the man for a while, I've studied on what he's done. He understands how to grow brands, he understands how to grow careers, and he understands how to grow companies. So this is really an exciting day for all of us at A Toast to Grow. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? Dave, I uh, there's nothing I like better than talking alcohol, business, and how to motivate other people to succeed. So it, I'm doing great. You know, one of the things I should have put out there on the onset, you're not just a business incubator and a creator and a brand creator and all these things, and indeed a social connector. You have your own podcast uh, as well. You want to tell us a little bit about Sovereign Brands and a little bit about the podcast before we get started? First and foremost, my mother named the company. Uh, Sovereign, I had to look it up when she told me to name it Sovereign. Sovereign means to be on your own, your own thing. And that's what we are. Um, It's a collection of brands, all brands we started today. We have four, uh, Bel Air, um, a sparkling from France, Bamboo, a rum, uh, McQueen and the Violet Fog is a gin and Vion is a product that's competing in the cognac category. Um, and self-made got started, Dave, uh, when I just started seeing what everyone was doing with our bottles on social media, they would hold them, they'd take pictures of them, they'll show them off. And it started to reflect, I started thinking, why are they doing this? And they're doing this to me, they're doing it the same way I do it. I did something, I have achieved something, I've created something. And then we started thinking it's this self-made story and that's what we are. And And then I started realizing I want to hear other people's stories, not the success side, but the 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 hard part to get there, because you could look at me and say, Jesus, he's successful. But I can tell you horror stories of no, it was not easy. And that's the part that to me is motivating. And that's what I want to hear from the likes of a Post Malone to a DJ Khaled to a Steve Aoki to a Nipsey Hussle. You know, it's funny, uh, Nick and I and Sean Alexander started this podcast before I was even aware of Self Made. And then when I saw your podcast Self Made, we were working together talking about your brands with the teams and everything. I was like, oh man, he gets it. And I love the fact that you focus on the journey of getting there versus the destination. You know, the destination is not as exciting. The journey is what's exciting. No, and uh, and for me, Dave, it's I don't know how to connect to somebody who's very successful in the sense of they raised a lot of money and they took a company public and they, you know, I don't know how to appreciate that. What I can appreciate is the shit that I've gone through. And I, if I can hear from other people and they've gone through hell to get there, to me, that's motivating because that's more real to me. So I think there's an audience out there, whether it's fans of the people I interview or people like me that want to hear those types of stories. And I get motivated by that. I like that you're doing that. So what are some of the things that fire you up? I know self-made there, but like, you know, fire you up each day to get you going. I think it's new ideas. I think it's, you know, we, we share emails as a company uh, on success stories, share stories. So when I see somebody doing something that I never thought of or could be, could be 
done differently, I get motivated by that. It's as simple as, you know, we do a Monday call with our whole sales team and it's all about teach us something, teach us something. And one of our team, I think it was Steve Schur, who's based in Illinois, said the two things he does is he calls people more than he emails today. The reason he's calling people is people don't call anymore. You just email and you connect more when you speak to somebody. And it's that simple little thing. It's like, oh my God, yes, everyone should be doing that. Don't forget to do that. So those are, I get excited or I get enthralled by just hearing little things. It's like, yes, there's a new one. Let's go tell that to everybody that they got to start doing. You know, you basically said ideas and, and creativity kind of fire you up. And the pathway to get there is various forms of communication, particularly in this day of crazy, everybody emailing each other all the time. Hey, slow down a little bit. Pick up the phone and call people because that verbal exchange is way more powerful. Is that is that correct? A hundred percent. But you sometimes the simplest things you just forget and you just got to get back to the basics and that's how you do it. Um, and that's what I think that's what we try to do is is keep it very simple. At the end of the day, I'm brand built for us in our industry. We want to taste people. We want to share stories. We want to, if we're having success, share that success, motivate other people um, to get behind us. And, and it's, it's the simple block and tackling. It's the hardest, but that's the best way to get there. That's how you build brands. What I like is that you're relying on team members and fellow team members to help generate some of that good ideation. And therefore, they're more connected to the blocking and tackling. And when, when we started a Toast to Growth, you know, we didn't actually, we've never asked, hey, can we interview, you know, our CEO, or our president, this, that, the other. We started with coworkers. I mean, our, our, our very first interview was our producer, Nick Lopresti. And that was just because, you know, great ideas come from all around you. And everybody should understand the power of just that relationship with that guy right next to you and your team. And so I like that you mentioned that. It's, you know, I have a, I have something I say all the time to my team. It's not about whose idea it is. It's about executing the good ideas. I don't care where they come from. It's all about execution because anybody can have, you know, you and I can have the same idea, but if you're, if, if I execute it better you, it's going to work. That's what matters. So I, I think I think sharing ideas, I think getting people to, to come to the table with ideas. I think social media today is a huge outlet for learning what's working, what's not working, how to adapt, how to change. All those things are things that 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 allow us to grow. It's crazy to say this, but sometimes having a plan is the plan because you're constantly adapting. Yeah, maybe it's just about getting it in play and, and not worrying about exactly how the plan was drawn out, but executing along the way. We, Dave, I, I swear we do this every single day in our company. I created the little box and the box is, you know, the bottle and the name and the liquid. I don't know what it's going to look like when it goes out there. So I'm going to try a whole bunch of shit and see what works. So I'm, it's, I treat everything like, and again, I think it's a good analogy. My kids, they're all different. They all have some, you know, my son is really good at math. My daughter sucks at it, but she's great at being an artist. You push my son forward in math because that's what they're good at. You push my daughter forward in art. That's what she's good at. And you backfill later. It's the same with brands. You don't know what you have until you put it out there. And I, I like to think to myself is I'm not that smart, um, but I'll learn what works over time. I want to uh, reemphasize for our listeners 
first of all, you described social media as this awesome learning laboratory, right? You get you get this real-time feedback thing with social media. I think that's smart. I have watched how you do it out there. And look, let's be honest, you've had a lot of success in many ways channeling that. But I think what I also heard you say that is lost on some people is you talked about that big word, execution. You know, ideas without execution our dreams never realized, right? Yep. I like that you talk about both. That's pretty cool. I think that you can justify, and I tell again, I tell my team this all the time, you can justify anything, Dave. You know, if you put a program in place, yeah, it worked. And this is why it worked. You can justify it. You can make it sound successful. That's not going to be the success. The key is to rip it apart and see, was it really successful? Did it really have an impact? And then you change it. We did a, on social media, I remember we did a video with Lil Wayne and I thought it was just amazing. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was funny. I thought it was so cool. We put it, uh, Lil Wayne posted it for Bamboo and it got no reaction, no traction whatsoever, none. And then he had, Wayne put a post up, just a simple little post up that got tons of traction on his own. And it hit me, ours is too nice. It's too clean. It's too real. It's too good. It's like you can justify it worked, but that's not the goal. The goal is to question what, why didn't it do better? What could have happened more? What could you have gotten more out of it? And it hit me. It's too perfect. And that's not what people want to see. So if you constantly, we're constantly questioning what we're doing and trying to think, how can I do it better? And it works. It works. Again, I'm a testament to that because I see it manifest itself in the market and our work together. So that's cool. What was the biggest growth boost you received in your life? You know, can you, do you have any single one or do you have a series of things you did that really helped you uh, launch in your life or in your career and your personal life that you can uh, share with us? I think it's when we stop having a long-term plan in place. And I think that's a mistake that people make. And I don't, I think nowadays, even more so, if you stick to this six month year plan of what you're going to do, you just missed out on everything. And I think it's once we realized we're not smarter than the market, we can't, we can't force things to happen traditionally. We have to see how success plays out. So I'll give you an example with, with our brand Bel Air. So in our industry, they say you sell it on-premise, right? To then sell it off-premise. You sell it in bars and restaurants to sell it retail. That's the way you do it. That's 99% of all brands. If I had done that with Bel Air, we would have failed. If I had stuck to a plan for the next two years of just focusing on-premise, I don't think it would have worked. Because day one, we saw retail took a love of the brand. Independent retail loved the brand. It's been 10 years we're still focused on independent retail, haven't started on premise and it's worked, but it's, it's that idea of just kind of seeing, letting it, I, I say, let it breathe, just let it breathe, see what happens and go where it works. But I think that it's not, there's, it's never been one thing, like one thing has happened that's made us successful. It's a constant little things and constant adapting to how you move, what direction you go with your with your business, with what you want to create. It sounds to me like it's almost like you're doing improv. As, as you're building, as you're building these brands, you read the audience and you're responding and acting with the audience. It, it's Dave, it's an it's an awesome analogy, and I'm gonna steal it from you because it's true. Because you know, we if I told, I remember having a conversation with the head, the CEO of a giant liquor company, and I said, We 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 think global. 
And he's like, we would never do that. We, we launch in the U.S. first. And then we then once it's successful, we go into the next market. And once it's successful, we go into the next market. And there's a plan in place. And I'm like, I, I don't I don't think like that. So here's my example. Bamboo, which is uh, rum, which is killing it. Our biggest single international market in the world is Canada. We're the number one premium rum in Canada. Canada loves our brand. No one from my company has ever been there. I'm having success because someone wanted it and I let it breathe and it kind of manifested itself and more people wanted it more and I let it breathe. Sometimes you just got to be open-minded and let it go and you'll figure out what you have. That to me is, it's it. you're right. It's hundred percent improv. You've got to play off your audience. There's not you know, as a salesman, you've got to read your account. You've got to read your buyer. What's going to interest them? What, what do they want to hear? What don't they want to hear? Tell, you know, you, you got to play off them. That's what brand building is. Play off of what, what's working and what's not. You know, it's funny because I've seen some of your stuff manifest itself in the market. And uh, another product you mentioned earlier in the podcast, Luke Belair, you know, it's just, it, it's just sweeping, across, sweeping across the world. It's doing great. And it's so funny. I was down at a tailgate at uh, Florida State this past weekend because RNDC is giving a we're doing a, a grant to Florida State to start a beverage certificate program. Really excited about. And we we brought some items that we knew that folks would like and whatnot. And lo and behold, I had the Bel Air Blue down there. And you know what? In Florida, because of the Tampa Bay Lightning, your Bel Air Blue is just people came up with they were grabbing it. They were grabbing it. There was a whole bunch of beverages there. And we, that didn't last very long. And I was like, man, th- there's an example of how something just worked its way through perfectly. And to give you kind of the backstory and to me, the self-made side of, of my interviews is, Dave, if you ask me, when we introduced that brand Bel Air, our industry said, you're nuts. You're going against the biggest champagne houses in the world. You'll never compete. You're launching Rosé. You're crazy. You have to do a brute first. You put it in a black bottle. That's nuts. You can't see the liquid. It's not going to sell. Now we're, we're about to become the single biggest premium wine in the United States. That's the other thing that I think what made me successful is stop listening. You can pick your points of maybe there's a data point that you hear from somebody like pick up the phone. That's a great point. But you gotta you can't ask the world when it's your business, when it's you on the line, you can't look for approval from everybody because you're going to change what what your soul is. And the whole reason I'm in this is my soul is telling me what to do. And uh, so far, I think your soul has been pretty darn right. So keep rolling with it. It's 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 fun. That's the other thing I would say, you know, and you didn't ask me this question, but I would say this. One of the other big successes for me is when it was no longer about money, meaning I wasn't driven by God, I got to, I want to make a lot of money. Uh, If anything, I wanted more money so it could allow me to do more brands. That was the big thing. But it, it's about, I love what I'm freaking doing and I, I want to do it to the best of my ability and everything else will come after that. And that's exactly how it's panned out. I love that. You were able to get to a place and the big win for you is when you got to the place when it wasn't about money and you were able to just start firing up you know the things you liked and the journey and being able to get more of those things going. There was a moment where we had investors. They wanted to wind up the company. I remember calling my mother. Uh, I was on Broom and Wooster Street in New York. I was living in New York at the time. She's crying on the phone hysterical. And because she knew this was going to happen, they're going to wind up the company. And I, I remember telling her, if I could just survive, meaning have enough money to live, I'm happy. I'm happy. And this is when we were doing bad, you know, wind up the company. But that moment, I'll never forget because I'm just happy. It's not about money. 
I just like what I'm doing. So that was the one of the most healthiest moments of my life because everything, it just released everything. It just released everything from me. That's great. So how do, how do you help other people achieve growth? I'm enjoying the, the little self-made things we do because I think if you're a fan of the people that I'm talking to, whether it's an artist or a sports figure or a business person, um, you hopefully you pick up something about their story. I think if you're someone like me, I, as I said earlier, I need to hear kind of the, the, the shit that you went through because that gives me confidence because that's what I'm familiar with. You know, you look at these unicorns, they call them and these businesses and people launching companies. I don't even know how to do any of that stuff. But to me, it's hard work. It's perseverance. It's the shitty stories. But I got there mentality and it works. So I feel like the more transparent I am, the more giving it is because I'm not BSing anybody. I think being transparent, telling people the bad stuff that you went through, it teaches people that it can be done. I think once in a while you get punched in the face, you know, and, and it's hard, but it's that rebound that can be magical sometimes, right? And I, and I like you talking about that creative destruction or that work or the, or the hard work or the challenge and all that kind of stuff and emphasizing that to folks has a challenging thing, but at the same time, a great thing that unleashes growth. That- and that's where team comes in. That's where family comes in. That's where having, you know, my mom as my supporter comes in, you know, when you've got those shitty days, when you have, you know, a, a, an idea didn't work, you need, you need another outlet kind of putting a wall up for you to, 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 so that you can push forward again. That's all part of building growth. You know, growth as a person, growth as a company, growth, growing other people, you know, I'm, I'm we, we, the hardest part of, and you know, this in such being such a large company, the hardest part of growing is managing, giving up control. And it's, you can always do it better. I can always do it better. I can always, you know, I can do it faster, but you gotta, you know, it's training people to do better, training them to let go, uh, provide guidance. You know, that's hard. That's a little scary. It's, in talking to a lot of folks, I find myself in a lot of conversations with coworkers or, or employees or whatnot, and they're like, well, I want to control that. And, I, and I, I'm, it's like I'm, I always tell them, I go, look, control is okay, but influence is powerful. If, Correct. If you can get in a position to influence a lot of people that are inspired and going after it, it's like having 20 shots at the target versus one if it's just Correct. you. And that's like that's like one of the things that I, I just find myself constantly trying to tell people influence, 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 let it rip, let it go. And if you you know what, if you stub your toe, it's OK. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Managing is a is an art form. It's something you have to work at. It's something you've got to constantly think about. It's something you've got to release. You've got to let go. It's the only way you can grow. You have a very multifaceted career right now. But is there any tips you would give anybody who wanted to pursue a career like yours that you haven't already mentioned or that you want to emphasize? Again, I can only relate to me, Dave, in terms of I was the kid who had thousands of ideas. It wasn't until I picked one. That was my problem. You got to pick one and focus in on it and give it your all. I think that's that's one is you got to focus. Don't make it about the money because that'll come. Um, make it about a love of, of your brand or whatever you're doing. There's so many. Have a sense of urgency. We live by that every day. If you're not talking about your brand or what you have, no one is. We believe in that. Make $1, like, like $10.
Don't listen. You know, you're in this. I have to swear when I say this, if anybody's going to fuck this up, it's going to be me mentality. I have to make the decision. If you're going to do this, you make the decisions because if you're looking for everyone else's opinion and that's how you're making decisions, you get, you've just given up everything. There's so many little things that matter to me that I believe in and it changes every day. And that's where it gets back to this idea of you adapt. I was thinking about this this morning. Today is different than tomorrow and tomorrow there's going to be some new technology or some new mechanism or some new way to, to share. you got to adapt constantly. And that's what I think we're good at right now. I would agree. The ability to adapt in our in our current society seems to be uh, a, a paramount importance right now because things are shifting and changing all around us. So, has there been anything you've read or listened to lately that uh, even that's inspired you that you want to share with folks? This is not self serving. I, I swear, it's the people I talk to. It's I'm sure Dave, you could say the same thing in the people you talk to in conversations like this. Last week, I interviewed a guy who his name is Beanie Man. He's probably the biggest Jamaican artist ever. He's been, he's, I don't know, maybe 45 years old now. He's been famous for 40 years. And I asked him the question, how do you stay driven, right? He's been doing this for 40 years. And he said, you know, if, if, if I fell out of love with it, I was never in love with it to begin in the beginning. You know, those things, that's the new thing for me right now. Like, I get it. I get what he's saying. I agree with that. That's that's part of what I love about this podcast. And I'm sure it's part of what you love about self-made. It just puts you in a position to have these really good, dynamic, different conversations and thinking about what people say. And I write down, I don't know how other people do it. Literally, every time I end an interview, I write down the one thing that I picked out from that conversation and I email it to myself and to my team saying, this is what I got from this. Because if I'm getting it, you're going to get it too. It's making me better. I want to reemphasize that for everybody. You engage in a conversation because the conversations fire you up. That's where you get your inspiration right now. But so as not to lose the meat of that conversation. After the conversation, you spend a moment thinking about what's the one thing and you record it and you send it to yourself. I think that's pretty cool because otherwise it could be water under the bridge, right? Own it. Again, it gets back to, you know, you're not giving up yourself. You're making yourself better. You're picking up something that that matters to you, that does something for you. There's a woman I, I heard speak. She starts laughing in the mirror. That's how she wakes up every day. She's a speaker. Like, that's a cool thing. Like, what a fun way to try something different. If it works for you, great. Try it. What is one common myth or misperception about our our field or about your career or about the beverage industry that you think would be interesting to debunk a little bit or say maybe I thought it would be X and it's been Y? I wouldn't even say it's our industry. I'd say it's any industry. Don't wait for anybody. Don't wait. You got to do things yourself. You got to take it in your own hands. If you're waiting for somebody else, if you're waiting for a distributor, if you're waiting for a retailer, waiting for an account, waiting for something, you're just going to be waiting. You're just wasting time. You got to go after it. You got to go get it. You, yeah. you have to, you know, I'm, mar- I'm married to a beautiful woman because I went after you, you got to go after it. Uh, you got to go after it. And I, I believe that. Um, I think it holds firm in any industry, in any industry. You got to have the confidence and the initiative to go, you know, so, so you're saying, look, don't wait for validation. Don't wait for other folks. If you feel it's right, then it's right. Go. Uh, take the initiative. Is that accurate? hundred percent. So the, the other thing that you said that was interesting that I too. So when I met my wife, who's a beautiful lady, I uh, and we've been together now for 24 years. She was not interested in me at all. Yep. It took a lot of persuasion yep. 
and over a month of phone calls. And next time you and I are together, I'll give you the full story on it. But it's 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 exactly right. And 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 it was funny because the day after I met her, I was telling my friends, I'm gonna marry her. And 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 lo and behold, here, here it went. It was not easy to get started that way. Yeah, and you, you got to go after what you want. And I think that's the same thing with business. And I think my my biggest, I, there's, I had so many mistakes in the first six, seven years of what we were doing, but my biggest mistake was always just thinking, well, somebody else is going to make it happen. Something else is going to happen that'll make it get it done. The distributor is going to do something. The retailer is going to do something. This account's going to do something. The celebrity is going to do something. If I keep waiting, I'm just, I'm waiting for no reason. I, what I do is I assume they do nothing. You know what? Then it's always going to work because if they do anything, it's a win. Right on. That's great. Where could some of our listeners connect with you? Do you, do you want them to follow self-made? Do you have a forum that you would like to tell anybody to go and uh, seek out more information or understand more of your story? Well, the easiest one is uh, on Instagram. For, it's Brett Barish CEO. So you can hit me direct. You go to our, our company website, Sovereign Brands. And you can email us directly. You'll see our brands. You can email our brands directly. You have a lot of great beverages and a lot of great drinks and everything. But do you have a favorite cocktail uh, right now or a favorite drink of choice that you're go-to at the moment? So my latest kick is combining my Bamboo XO, which is the black bottle, and Bamboo Original. And we do half and half. And to me, it's just wicked. For example, it was a consumer who told us about this. You got to mix the two. You got to mix the two. And I tried it and I loved it. And it's the perfect compliment because one's kind of sweeter with a lot of a lot of flavor. The other one's kind of like, a, I call it like a dark chocolate or a cigar. The combination is just perfect. But it's a whole new idea. And now we're trying to make drink recipes out of it and combine the two. What a great concept that came from a consumer. Well, I really, really like that idea because as you know, I've been sipping on a nice uh, glass of Bamboo XO myself right now. And I have the regular upstairs. Try it. Mix the two. You're going to love it. Honestly, it's the greatest thing. So is there anything else you wanted to leave the listeners with or anything else we didn't cover that you'd like to share with folks? Again, I'm only one person. Uh, I'm not the gospel, but I do think hard work, perseverance. Uh, I interviewed Nipsey Hussle. He told me, Brett, I'd go to the corner and pop my trunk, which means just go freaking sell your goods. That's what you got to do. You got to get dirty. I'd have my mom, this is before the internet, not the internet, before social media. I give her pages, print out pages and pages of retailers to call on the phone just to ask for, at the time it was Ace of Spades, just to let the retailer hear the name of the brand. I do anything. I do anything. As long if you're willing to do anything, you'll get there. I love, I love ending there. Uh, really appreciate your time today. I appreciate our relationship and the fact that I've got to know you and your brother and everybody at your company. It's a real privilege to work with folks like you and I I love seeing the direction. It's exciting to engage with you guys and it's exciting to see it go along the way. So thank you very much for your time today and for being on a toast to growth, man. Thank you. Love love being part of it. Uh, New brands, the lifeblood of the industry. So we're we're just on the runway and uh, it's the next 20 years that's exciting now. Awesome. Thank you, Brett. Really appreciate your time, man. Have a great day. Thanks, Dave.